God. Well, praise God. I'll tell you what, I am excited to be here tonight. Amen. I've been looking forward to this, not just uh, uh, preaching, but being in the house of God. Amen. To, to be with my brothers and sisters in the Lord and, and see what God has for us. Amen. Hallelujah. How many are expecting God to do something in your life tonight? Amen. Well, three or four of you, but the rest of you, guess what? You're going to get something tonight. Amen. You're going to get something. And I'm going to title this message tonight. I'm going to try to stay a little calm because I don't want to lose my voice. I've been having a little trouble with my voice lately, but uh, I'm going to try. There's no promises. I'll probably lose it, but that's okay, man. But I want to title this message, Confirmation Through Transformation. Amen. And we're in a 21-day fast right now, and our fellowship is, is, is fasting to see results. Amen. We don't just fast so that we can lose weight, which sometimes that's a good thing. Amen. But we're fasting because we want to see a breakthrough in our life. Amen. And I thought that the title is we need a confirmation through the transformation of what God is going to do in our life. Amen. I said amen. Hallelujah. Young people, we're going to get you fired up this morning, this, this, this evening. Let's turn in our Bibles to Psalm chapter 51, verse 1 through 19. And I'm not going to read the entire uh, 19 verses, but we'll see what God has for us. Amen. When you have that, say amen. It's on the screen, so say amen quickly. Hallelujah. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done this evil in your sight that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin my mother conceived me. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts and in the hidden part you will make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear joy and gladness, that the bones you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out all of my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me by your generous spirit. Now, I want to stop right there for just a moment, amen? Listen, what a wonderful, powerful, powerful scripture that we have right there to just be encouraged by, amen? Listen, if we speak to God, and right now in this moment of fasting and praying, we need to be talking to God. And we need to be talking to God more desperately than we ever have. Not because I'm such a loser or because I've got so many problems in my life, but because God is about to do something powerful in your life. He's about to bring a breakthrough to your life tonight. Do you believe that? Amen. So we have these scriptures that are powerful that we can hold on to and we can live by. And the Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it's a very well-known scripture. It says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Excuse me for a moment. I promise it's not COVID, amen? 
I've been dealing with this, losing my voice for about a month and a half, and we can't figure it out, but I'm going to tell you what, God's going to get the glory, amen? And I'm not worried about it. Glory to God, I'll, I'll preach whether I got a voice or not. Hallelujah. <clears throat> so one of the things that I've been hearing quite a bit about lately is how bound we are in our lives. And, and I'm not just talking about you. I'm even talking about my own self. I'm always going to God about things that are issues in my life. Maybe it's my attitude. Maybe it's the way I receive things. Or maybe it's the way that I correct. Or maybe the way I even counsel in, in counseling as a pastor. And I always go to God and I say, God, what is it that I can do different? Lord, why am I always coming to you, Lord, and asking you to forgive me of my sins? You know, I am a sinner just like everyone else, and I have to go to God and ask God to forgive me of my sins. But, you know, there comes a time in our life where we start to ask God, Lord, why are we doing this? It's because we have all fallen short of the glory of God. It's because there's a sin nature in this world that we all tend to follow. It's like we want to, and instead of conforming to the things of God, we as Christians, we conform to the things of this world. And it should not be that way. But we want to keep up with the Joneses. Amen? And there's no pun there. Hallelujah, amen. Joneses is my wife's uh, maiden name. But I'm telling you something. I, we, we want to do what everybody else is doing. And we want it to be acceptable to God. And we want God to be pleased with us at the same time that we're dealing with all these things. Thank you very much, brother. I appreciate that. And so I think that there's a couple things we need to look at. One is there's a need for a renewal in our lives. Amen? A need for renewal. In other words, not just going to God and repenting, walking away, and doing the exact same thing. Do you mind if I share, Pastor, what you shared with me right before the service about what things people are going through? There's a lot, of, a lot of people in the church, and I've heard it myself, and, you know, Pastor and I talk about things, but there's a lot of people saying, you know, I really want to be delivered from, or, or I'm fasting from worldly music. You know, we are Christian people talking like this. We are a Christian people that are saying, I want to be, livered, to be delivered from this worldly thing that I allow myself to be entrapped by. Can I get a bigger Amen. You see, one of the things that we need to know as Christians is we should not be playing in that puddle of water, amen? We should not be playing where the pigs are, are muddled up. We should not be in that place where it's going to control our life and it's going to destroy us as a man or a woman of God. And if you want to know why you have so many problems in your life, go ahead and look at me with both eyes, hallelujah. But it's because you have allowed the sin to come into your life. Amen. You know, we ought to be saying, you know what, after this fast, and Pastor said it himself, you know what, after this fast, I'm praying that you don't go back to listening to that worldly music. Listen, don't just fast so you can go through 21 days of not falling into sin. You need to fast so that stronghold can be broken in your life. So you can be delivered from that old foggy spirit. Hallelujah. Now listen to me, listening to worldly music is no different than coming home from work and taking it out on your family. Listening to worldly music and taking things out on your family is no different than not reading your Bible. Listen, we call ourselves men and women of God. And listen to me, I'm getting excited here for just a minute. Because I believe it's important in the church. There's too many soft, limp-wristed messages in the world out there, amen, that people listen to that have no relevance to us making heaven our home. I don't want to know how beautiful red the stop sign is. 
I want to know that that, if I go through that stop sign, I'm going to die if I go through it. I want to live, amen. I don't want to die. I want to know that I'm making wise decisions in my life, amen. So the tendency of the church, it is to conform to the practices of the world. And this book that we just read out of in Romans, listen, it is an exhortation to transformation of the mind by right thinking. Amen? Not to conform to the things of this world, but now I'm going to conform to the things of God. I'm turning away from those things. I don't want that in my life. Listen to me. Pastor, if he decided to listen to worldly music every single day, guess what? He would become a worldly man. You say, well, it doesn't affect me that way. I got news. And listen to me. If I've talked to you about this in any way, shape, or form in the last week, I am not preaching at you. This is what the Holy Ghost put in my heart for tonight, and it's been prepared. Amen? I'll tell you what. Pastor asked me to preach last week, and I'm, I mean, I'm just stirred up. Amen? He's been trying to get me to preach for a while, but I've been dealing with this throat. But I got news for you. I'm not preaching at you, but the Holy Ghost is dealing with your heart. And we don't just fast uh, so that we can say, I fasted and I made it through. No, we fast because we are contending for a breakthrough in our life. We're contending for someone else uh, to get a breakthrough in their life. But I'm talking about spiritual things. I'm not talking about worldly things. Well, God, I want a car, so I'm going to fast. No, no, no. You don't need a car. You can't even take care of the car you got. And God says, oh, I can give you a car. Don't you worry about that. You know, my boys were doing a job last week, and they were at a, at a guy's house. And this guy calls me up, and he says, can you come out to the house and do some work for me? And I said, absolutely. What would you like to have done? He says, well, I, I need this done. I said, okay, sir, no problem. He says, is it going to be less than a million dollars? I said, well, I can guarantee you it'll be under a million, but it's going to be close, sir. And it, it was nowhere close to it. It was very little money, okay? But he was joking with me, so I just went right back with him and joked. So the guys go out there, they do the job, and, and you know, Landon and, and Braden, they're the greatest. I mean, with people, they go out there, and they just talk to them, and they're working, doing their job. They're packing up to leave, and the guy says, hey, you guys want a car? Duh. <laughs> Landon says, I don't know if it's Landon or Braden, but they're like, serious? The guy's like, yeah, you want a car? He says, yeah. They say, yeah, we'll take a car. The guy says, all right, it's right back here. And he says, well, Landon says, what do I got to do to get a car from you? He says, well, it's right back here. You want that car right there? He says, you better believe we want that car. Hands him the keys. He says, what do we got to do? He says, all I got to do is sign this title over to you. Guy signs the title, had it in his back pocket, pulls it out, signs it, hands the title right over to him. Bless them with a vehicle. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, this was, it's not just after the fast, but it, yeah, brother, I'm not going to be able to bend down and get that. Woo. Paul, thank you, brother. Your wife's gone. You need all the exercise you can get anyway. <laughs> Hallelujah. I knew this face mask was going to come in handy tonight. <laughs> Woo, praise God. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. It says, keep thy heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. So what's inside the heart cometh out the mouth. How many know that? What the way, what's in your heart, who you are down inside when nobody else is watching? In church, we like to call that character. It's good or bad. But let me tell you something. Whatever's inside the heart of man is who he is. 
And I was, I mean, I, I love talking about this particular subject because there was a lot of people in this world who are suffering from things in their life, strongholds and sins that they cannot let go of. They want to serve in ministry, but they're not willing to quit, to quit drinking alcohol. They want to serve in ministry, but their breath smells like cigarettes. Now listen to me. If you got an addiction, let me tell you something. God can deliver you and set you free from it. I'm not belittling you. I'm not degrading you because I know that if God can set me free and if he can deliver me from all of the above, hallelujah, then he can deliver you and there's no doubt in my mind. But who are we to say, I'm going to serve my God and stand before him in the house of God with evidence of sin in my life? You want to know what tears down the church? See, we're ready to say, oh, it's my wife with her attitude. It's my husband and his bad attitude. No, the truth of the matter is, is what's in our heart is what can destroy the church. Oh, because I'm telling you something. You can come in this place and you can spiff it up. You can look nice. You can dress up. You can even smell good. And for some people, that's almost impossible. But you can do it. And you can still have all that sin in your life on the inside. It can all be covered up, and boy, I'm telling you, it can look good. We had a guy, and I believe it was Pastor Manning's church in, in Cheyenne, Wyoming. He had a bald head. He was a, he was a gangster. You remember this guy? He had a middle finger tattooed on the back of his head. Do you remember that guy at the conference? He walked around. Pastor, they had to tell him, hey, you know, let your hair grow out a little bit, bud. <laughs> you know, you're in church now, man. We got to get a little hairstyle going here, you know. But let your hair grow out a little bit. Listen, we're not dogging where he came from. We're grateful that God saved him and set him free. But when you give your life to Jesus Christ, you have to become somebody different than who you are today. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Proverbs 28, 7 says, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Luke chapter 6, verse 45, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. An evil man out of, his, out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaketh. Amen? Then down in, in James 4, 4, we got that scripture, ye adulterers, it says, now listen to this, we need to know for a fact that, 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 that this is a psalm of renewal. As you read this psalm, Psalm 51, it's a psalm of renewal. It's a psalm of cleansing, hallelujah, amen, of the adulterers. Those that, are, 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 that have just lived a life and, and that have gone through it, like you and I tonight in this place, amen? And this psalm is so powerful. And James 4, 4 says, ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever, therefore, will be a friend with the world is the enemy of God. That goes right there with, along that same line of what we're listening to in our cars, what we're listening to in our homes. Now, let me just tell you something. Please don't beat yourself down and, and just call yourself worthless because you have listened to it. We all have gotten trapped listening to music. Matter of fact, I guarantee you if they put, if they put who let the dogs out right now, we'd all be trying to dance in this place. There's some songs when you just hear it in the, you, I mean, you just hear it. I mean, matter of fact, you're just as guilty as I am, but you'll be at a red light and you'll hear some bumping going on somewhere around you and you'll roll your window down just a little bit. And you'll be like, mmm. See, all my kids are musically inclined. They, they all love music. They all listen to music. I, I could care less about music. I don't even like noise, to be honest with you, and I make a lot of it. I don't understand that. 
I'm like a time bomb going off all the time, amen. But I don't, I don't get it. The music, Landon's always thumping on stuff, and Landon's always, Braden's beating on things. Carson's always bouncing a basketball in the house. I just don't get it. I don't understand how people do that. But let me tell you something. When we hear that music, when you drive by that nightclub and you hear that boom and boom and boom and boom, it's going on. Guess what? There's something inside of us that remembers. It takes us back to a place where we can remember. And most of the time, it's not a good place that we go back to. Because the devil will plant a seed in your mind, a video camera will come on, and it will, it will just, boom, take you right back to that place where you enjoyed a certain time in your life. I don't want that in my life, amen? Don't want anything to do with that. I don't want no part of that. But I will be honest with you and tell you the simple fact that there's a lot of people in the church world today that are dealing with this problem. They're living the life of, of, of a godly man or woman on the outside, but on the inside there's poison that is growing in their life and it is, it is, it is eating them alive. They're one step away from just losing everything and giving up because of their own sin in their own life. Before you know it, you'll be insecure, you'll be lonely, you'll be depressed, you'll want to beat yourself up, you will feel no worth in your life because you are allowing yourself to be taken in by the, by the enemy's plan. And God is saying to us through this fasting time, this prayer and fasting, I'm telling you something, it's powerful. Your words that you speak to God right now are words that have more power than you can ever imagine. These words, it can be simple. Lord, give me strength today, oh God. Give me the ability to bless somebody else. How long has it been since you prayed that prayer? Because you know what? In this time of pandemic, you know, everybody's been saying, Lord, I need, I need, I need. Lord, help me out, God. I need help. But what would it be like if you said, God, give me so much that I can just give it away? Give me so much, Lord, that I can just, just be a blesser and, and a giver. Oh, starting with the kingdom of God uh, and just say, you know what? I cannot outgive God. I can give him so much, whatever he needs. Uh, I'm there to give it. Hallelujah. Amen. But to see the need and to be able to give to somebody else is, is a powerful thing. Amen. But see, before renewal, before renewal comes, we must first acknowledge of course, acknowledge it before God, all of our need that we need renewal. Do you understand what I'm saying? We must acknowledge to God, Lord, I need a renewal in my life. I cannot continue living the way that I'm living, Lord. I need a miracle. And believe me, when you confess with your mouth that you have fallen short of the glory of God, and you say, God, I cannot do this alone. I need a Savior. Hallelujah. That is when God begins to work. He begins to orchestrate something that you never thought that you could do or be a part of, and God begins to work it out in your life. Amen? So there's three things that I want to talk about. Number one is living right. We need to live right. You see, our integrity has been compromised in this world today. Even in the church, our integrity has been compromised. Who we are in God has been compromised. Amen? Isaiah chapter 1, verse 21 through 22, it says, How is the faithful city become a harlot? It was full of judgment, righteousness lodged in it. But now murderers, thy silvers become dross. Thy wine mixed with water. You know, you know what's amazing? In, in 2, Samuel's, 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse, uh, I believe it was verse 14, somewhere in there. 
Nathan's words to David. He's speaking to him, and his words to him is, he says, How be it by this deed thou hast given occasion to the enemy of the Lord to blaspheme. It's amazing the things that you and I as men and women of God can say or do in our walk with God. Do you understand where I'm going with this? It's, it's, not, uh, it's not that we're just a big failure in our life. It's not that we just make one mistake after the next, but it's what we allow in our life. As we're walking with God, we're walking, we call ourselves saints of God, and all of a sudden, we, 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 we let this, this, this thing come into our life, and it begins to destroy us, and it begins to take us out deep down on the inside. And it's destroying us, and we need to understand that today. There must come a, through, a, 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 a thorough cleansing before purity is renewed in our lives. So we can't say, God, just heal me with this or deal with this in my life or please just take this out of my life. But there has to be a thorough cleansing in our lives. That means some of us have about 10 or 15 things in our life that we need to get rid of. Drinking, smoking. I mean, listen, don't, 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 don't act like you're the only person in the world that has a craving. I mean, I have to say no to a chocolate a lot. Okay, you say, well, that ain't, no, that ain't no big deal. Well, yes, it is a big deal. To me, it's a big deal, especially right now when I'm fasting. I want to eat chocolate all day long, every day, every, all the time. Amen? Drinking, smoking, fornication. I know we're in church and we're talking about fornication, but it's happening in the church. We've been in this business a long time. Amen? Listen, the devil is real. We know the plan the devil has, and his plan is weak. But the problem is, is there's a lot of Christians in this world today that they are weaker than the devil. And the Bible says that we're supposed to be stronger than him. We, we have a power and authority to tread over serpents and scorpions. We can say no to these things that are destroying us. But the problem is, is we don't do it. So there must be a thorough cleansing before purity is renewed in our lives. See, the psalmist understands this need of cleansing. He understands this need of restoration is a supernatural work of God. Only God can do this. You can't just decide, I'm going to quit this, 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 and this, and it happens. No, this needs, we need a miracle from God. God has to do this, listen, and he will only receive it by full acknowledgement of his sin and true repentance from it. You will not be set free if you do not truly acknowledge it, call it out by name, and you know what? Turn away from it, repent of that sin, and say, I'm not going there anymore. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bind it up. I'm going to cast it into the lake of fire. Hallelujah. And you need to be done with it. You see, too many Christians are just saying, well, I'm not going to do that again. Well, you know what you're doing? You're just setting yourself up to fail. If you say, I'm not going to do that again, then that needs to be your final answer. You will not do it again. I'm not going to go there again. Listen, does anybody like fighting with your husband or your wife? Is there anybody here you just love it? Huh. It doesn't always seem that way. It seems like you just love it sometimes. Amen? Because, you know, we say sorry and we say, you know, please forgive me and I'm wrong, but, you know, I, 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 like, I kind of like this. I'm going to do it again tomorrow. But, you know, if you want a good marriage, you're going to have to put a stop to that. Because what happens is when you're mad and when you go at each other, you begin to say things that you don't really mean. 
And you begin to say things that are very hurting to that person because you know that it hurts them. And you begin to say it. And that's exactly what we're doing with our sin. Is we're telling our sin, you know what, I, I, I'm sorry that I did that, but uh, stay over there until I need you again. And see, that's what we're doing as men and women of God. And what we should be doing is saying, you know what, I'm going to renew my mind. I'm going to renew my thoughts. I'm going to renew my actions. And I'm going to make some fresh commitments to God. Listen, this is the best time in the world to do that. We're in a fasting and prayer time right now. 21 days, we're three days in. I'm telling you what, God's already doing great things. He's doing miracles in people's lives. But let me tell you something. I want to see a miracle in your life tonight. I want to see a miracle in my life tonight. Amen? Praise God. Joel chapter 2, verse 13, or 12 through 13, it says, Therefore also now, saith the Lord, turn ye even to me with all your heart, and with fasting, and with weeping and mourning, and rend your heart, and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God. Listen, God will help you. He will vindicate you. He will lift you up. So the first step of the renewal process is personal repentance. It's personal repentance and a right heart before God. And when you repent and you have a heart, a heart that is right before God, God begins to do a work. Listen, Ezekiel, he says this, I will give them one heart and I will put a new spirit within you. I will take the stony heart out of the flesh, and I will give them a heart of flesh. He says, I'll take that old heart out, that heart that's hardened, the one that's ugly, the one that says mean things. He says, and I'll put it back, and I'll make it a heart of love and a, love, a heart of peace, a heart that can encourage and strengthen and love. You say, well, I, there's really no hope for me because I'm just too far gone. I got news for you. There's a lot of hope for you. Today's the day of salvation, the Bible says. Hallelujah, amen. All we got to do is make that decision. Renew our minds in the Lord and let God take over from today on. You say, well, my marriage is in shambles. Well, guess what? God can heal your marriage. I've seen marriages in, in, in all these years. I've been with Victory World Outreach. I'm telling you since, uh, I'm not going to tell you since how old I was, but since 1978. That's how long I've been a part of Victory World Outreach. And I can't even begin to tell you how many marriages I've seen where the husband has gone off and destroyed his marriage or the wife has gone off and destroyed her marriage. But all of a sudden, because they got a renewed mind and they repented of their sin and they came to God and said, Lord, I'm going to put you first and I'm going to walk in your ways, God, and I'm going to obey and I'm going to listen and I'm going to talk to you, God, that God would bring that marriage back and restore them. Amen. Listen, do you believe in that God today? Do you believe that God can set you free from every sin in your life? Do you believe that God can deliver you from every spirit of anger and hatred that you have in your heart for somebody? Listen, there's a lot of sermons in this right here. Pastor, he's probably building 10 sermons out of this, one for every week coming up the next two, two or three months, amen, because there's a lot of meat there. And what we need to understand today is you don't have to suffer. You don't have to have problems in your marriage. You don't have to have problems with your children when you surrender to God. Hallelujah, amen? you got to be willing to surrender. You have to be willing to give it, give it to Him, amen? We need a renewal of our vision. A renewal of your vision. See, with the renewing of heart comes a renewing of vision. A concern for the lost. 
You see, our vision for this ministry, for this fellowship, has always been for the lost. It's not just overseas missions, but it is for the lost, no matter where they are. You ever wondered why in overseas countries, why people get healed in overseas countries? Has that ever crossed your mind? Why do people overseas get healed? In third world countries, I'll tell you why they get healed. Because they come with a desperate attitude. And they, they, they have faith and they believe that God is going to do it. You know what? The American people, we're so spoiled. We can't believe that these people are going in, breaking windows and going in. Oh, the Republicans are doing that. Let me tell you something. Sin is sin. And it always will be sin. Amen? And I got news for you. If we don't put God first in our lives, then we all are susceptible to do something that's out of our character. We are all able to fall into a trap that the devil has for us. And we need to understand that today. Amen? We need to have a burden for the lost world that's out there. And I got news for you today. The last one is a renewal of power. It's a renewal of power. There's a lot of limp-wristed Christians in this world today. I preached a sermon, and I've mentioned this many times, but I preached a sermon one time. It's called, You Cannot Borrow My Holy Ghost. Amen? Because the Holy Ghost that I got, man, I'll tell you what, I would not make it spiritually ever, ever, not even one day, if I did not have the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen? Because it is life. It is power. It is strength. It is, uh, it's a healer. Hallelujah. And the truth of the matter is, we need a renewal of power. Amen? So to be found only in the obedience of going forth. So if we're going backwards, guess what? We don't have the power. We got to be going forward. You got to have people in your face. I thank God that I'm a part of a fellowship where, where they, they, we'll get in your face. Amen? If you're a man in this place and you've dealt with Pastor Blake or myself, you know for sure he'd been, he'd been your pastor for a long time here. But let me tell you something. You know we're going we're gonna to say the truth. And there's not going to be any punches pulled. It's gonna be, we're going to deal with you like that. Amen? And there's some of you in this place, I love you so much. But listen, it's getting old. We don't need to be counseling all day long every day. Amen? We don't need to be counseling all day. I mean, we ought to be talking about how to make millions. We ought to be talking about how we're going to send our pastor to Africa or to Costa Rica or to Mexico and, and do the will of God. Hallelujah. Amen? See, that's what it's all about when you have power. Mark 16, verse 20, as we prepare to close. It says, and they went forth and they preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and comforting the world or the word with signs following. Let me tell you something. You don't have the power to do this alone. You don't have the ability to do it alone. Every single one of us in this place, we had big dreams when we were children. You young people right here, some of you have dreams of being a professional athlete. Some of you have dreams of being the greatest person that you could ever imagine, a business owner, whatever the case might be. But all of us in this place, we have had dreams. We've had dreams. And we've gotten ourselves to this place in life where our dreams have been shattered. We need to understand that we do not have the ability on our own. We don't have the ability on our own. I mean, there's professional athletes. You can watch them throughout history. 
they had almost no, no skill whatsoever. I don't have time to get into names of people, but Andre Miller was one that I know for sure. This guy, this guy was just a normal, everyday, out-in-the-backyard basketball player. Didn't have much of a name, but everybody wanted him on their team because he understood how to work with people. But you and I today, we need to understand that we cannot do this by ourselves. We need God to help us. We need God to go before us, not behind us. You see, many times we want God to go with us, but we want to bring God with us from behind. Lord, I, I want to take you, Lord. I want to show you what I've done. I want to show you how great I've been. Come on, God. Let's go. Instead, Lord, you already know where I've been, what I've done, where I have failed, where I have succeeded. Let me tell you something. The dream that God has given you, it is not dead. It's not dead. Michael, let me tell you something. It is not dead. It is just getting started. You know that that seed is planted in that ground. You're not going to see it right away. You're not going to see it right away. But eventually, I tell you, it's coming out. And when we follow God, when we walk with him, and we hold on to his hand, following him, glory to God. That's when we see victory. That's when we see victory. Our vision changes. Our power changes. The anointing of God in our life, it begins to stir us up. And then wherever you go, you'll be like your pastors or your leaders in this church where we're constantly passing out flyers, inviting people to church. Wouldn't it be amazing if they all showed up at the same time? We could all take off running from this altar all the way to that wall and just knock it out together. If they all came at once, but if half of them came or a quarter of them came, you see, it's not your job to do that. Your job is to tell them about Jesus. I send texts out all the time to my customers of where the church is located, our service times. But you know what? I've seen a couple come in, but there's going to be a lot of them coming in. And we are living in the end times. Listen, that's not to scare you today. That's not to scare you because you know what? If you want to be here on this earth, you go right ahead. We gone if you ain't John. Amen? That's an old saying, brother. Don't worry. <laughs> We're gone. We're going to be with Jesus. And I want to be a witnesser. I want to be blessed. The way you get blessed is you tell people about Jesus. You pray for people. You walk in with boldness and you tell them, are you sick in your body? Can I pray for you? Nine out of, nine, let me tell you something, 99.9% .9 of the time, you ask somebody if you could pray for them, they're going to let you pray for them. They're desperate. The problem is, how desperate are we? I want to encourage you this, this evening, if you'd all stand up to your feet. Bow your heads in reverence to God, please, if you would. You see, when we read scriptures like Mark chapter 16, verse 20, where they went forth and preached everywhere, sometimes we take this for granted. We think we have to be sent. We think that God has to go and, you know, open up a church building for us. But I got news for you. This is everywhere you go. Start with your home. I have people tell me, oh, my, my kids are, are older teenagers and they don't, they, they'll say to me, my kids are older teenagers and they don't want to go to church. <laughs> okay. Get, get them a backpack. 
Tell them, load it up. Because for me and my house, we're going to church. We're serving the Lord. We're not wavering in that area. My kids know you're going to live in my house, you're going to church. With your teeth or without them. We're going to church. We're going to worship the Lord. Now listen, I don't really knock my kids' teeth out. That's a joke. But the truth of the matter is that we're going to church. We're going to serve God. We're going to love people. We're going to encourage one another and help each other out. Listen, we're not going to look down on you just because you made a mistake in your life. We're here to help you up. Don't let the devil knock you down. All over this place tonight, you're here tonight. You say, Pastor, I'm not right with God. I'm away from the Lord and I want Jesus to be leader of my life. If that's you in this place, just lift your hand up. I want to pray for you. I see hands all over this place. They're up. How many more? Put them up. Put them up. Don't be shy tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your name, Jesus. Thank God. Before we go any farther, just you raised your hand. I want you to come down here. And I know there's, there's, there's many more. You're dealing with some things in your life. Come on. Come on, brother. Come on down here. I don't care if you've been down here a thousand times. 999 million times. Praise God. I've been at this altar more than all of you all put together. I need God. But I'm going to tell you something. When we play a game with God and we just pray a prayer and then we walk out of here and we live the same life, guess what? We're in trouble. And God sends bold people like our pastor and myself into your life to minister the truth. To say, you know what? Listen, I'm a, I got news for y'all. The, the struggle that's out there is real for everybody. It's the same for every single person in this place. I make a decision. I am not going there no more. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to change the way I act. I'm going to change the way I talk. I'm going to change the way I look. Although, that, that, I need a little more help there. But I'm going to put God first in my life. God will open up doors that no man can close in your life, brother. He will open them up. You, you, there, you got visions. You got dreams of, of who you're supposed to be in your life. And listen, you've already given up on those dreams. Don't give up on them. God has a plan for your life. You have a purpose. God's going to restore you. You got saved. You came Sunday, Sunday morning. You came and gave your life to the Lord, didn't you? Amen. Listen, we're going to do it again tonight. Were you down here Sunday? Yeah. You guys know each other, right? Okay, praise God. These two guys right here, let me tell you something. Juan, you got a call of God in your life, brother. You got a call of God. You ever seen an anthill? An anthill just takes over. It just takes over. Whether we want it there or not, it's going to take over. And God's saying to you, you know what? Take that anthill down in your life. Whatever those ants are building in your life, you take it down right now. And you take authority over it in the name of Jesus. And you watch and see what God does in your life. But there's that little anthill that's a torment in your life. And all you got to do is stand up against it and go forward with God. And I don't know anything that's going on in your life. I promise you before God. I don't know anything. I'm just telling you what God's telling me to tell you. That anthill has nothing on God. Has nothing on God. I said it has nothing on God. You're going to have the greatest marriage in this place. You're going to counsel men. You're going to speak into their lives. You're going to encourage them not to boast, not to be lifted up, but so that God can use you as you edify and lift those men up to, 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 to be different than they could ever imagine being. 
That self-esteem that you have, God's going to restore and strengthen it. He's going to give you the self-esteem that you need to have to be encouraged and strengthened so that you can go forward and not have to keep looking back. He's going to give that to you. Amen. Do you believe that? Let's pray right now. Hallelujah. I, I just believe that God is, is, is doing something in this place tonight. We're going to pray in just a minute. Let's pray right now and let's give our lives to Jesus. All over this place, just repeat after me online. Just repeat this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I invite you into my life to be my personal Savior, to be my Lord and Savior. I surrender to you right now my will my emotions, my actions, my words, I surrender right now. I give you my life. I will serve you from this moment forward. I am your child. And I know your hand is on me. And I'm going to see great and mighty things done in my life. I'm going to be the example that you've called me to be. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Let's give the Lord a big hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, praise your name, Father. We love you.